Hi, I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Herbie with Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Lobby. Josh, it feels like we've been covering a lot of the same cases lately, but interestingly enough, they just keep developing and we keep reporting. So let's talk about the update on the Andy Warhol's case against uh, Goldsmith. That sounds great, Scott. Let's do it. So for those who may not have heard or watched our prior briefing on the case, the Andy Warhol Foundation versus Goldsmith case arises out of a dispute between the foundation and a photographer who took some iconic photographs of Prince, which Warhol then was subsequently asked to put his spin on for the cover of a Prince-dedicated magazine. The photographer sued the foundation for copyright infringement, and the foundation claimed fair use. The district court agreed with the foundation and granted summary judgment in favor of the foundation. But the Second Circuit ultimately reversed that decision in what appeared to be somewhat of an anomaly or a retreat from prior fair use jurisprudence in the Second Circuit and throughout the country for that matter. In short, the Second Circuit said that the secondary work's transformative purpose and character must, at bare minimum, comprise something more than the imposition of another artist's style on the primary work, such that the secondary work remains both recognizably deriving from and uh, retaining the essential elements of the source material. The Second Circuit found Warhol's secondary work didn't satisfy the test and reversed the district court's decision, but that wasn't the end of the battle. No, it certainly wasn't. Just days after the Second Circuit's ruling, the Supreme Court issued its ruling in Google versus Oracle, which constituted a resounding endorsement of the fair use doctrine, although in a slightly, well, a very different context, actually, the software coding context. And with that ruling in hand, the foundation petitioned the Second Circuit for a panel rehearing and a rehearing on Bonk. The foundation argued that the Supreme Court's decision comprehensively refutes the reasoning of the Second Circuit and that a decision by the Second Circuit that conflicts with the most recent authoritative decision of the Supreme Court cannot stand. According to the foundation, the Second Circuit replaced an open-ended inquiry about with a first-of-its-kind categorical rule about whether source material was still visible, effectively chilling future expression. I just find that decision so, it just came out of left field, the Second yeah. Circuit's decision. And these hearings aren't usually granted by the Second Circuit. The Second Circuit is actually notorious for refusing these requests, even among other circuits who are also reluctant to grant do-overs. That's true. But the Second Circuit's seemingly intrigued by this petition, Scott. Instead of denying the petition, the Second Circuit ordered briefing by the parties addressing the impact, if any, of the Supreme Court's ruling in Google versus Oracle. At the very least, the Second Circuit is considering granting rehearing of the case. Or might it be interested in figuring out a way in which its decision can stand even in light of the uh, Oracle decision by the Supreme Court? That's also a possibility. I suppose the, the Second Circuit will probably analyze the briefing and decide whether its decision to stand behind its fellow members of the bench is going to result in the, the ruling being overturned by the Supreme Court. So you know, maybe it is sort of a, getting a sneak peek into the arguments. Interesting. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on this one for sure. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog.
be sure to subscribe to our podcast, visit our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to that as well. And check out our website at theiplawblog.com. Thanks.